Welcome to Journey Elgin of Elgin, Texas, where we are living life in Christ, impacting his kingdom. Our service times are Sunday at 9 a.m., followed by a second service at 1045 a.m. Today's message is Remember with a Purpose. It's Pastor Philip Thomas. It's amazing what happens when we come to the altar, that we acknowledge what Christ has done for us. Uh, It truly is a treasure that we find, and it's a treasure that we need to be sharing. So we continue to worship uh, by giving back and by recognizing that all that we have is God's and how he has called us to be good stewards of that. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we prepare to take this morning's offering. Dear God, we thank you for the opportunity we have to participate with you in your mission here in the world. And Lord, we just thank you and we stand in awe of, for all the many blessings that you have given us. You have given us so much. Uh, financial resources, our relationships, our skills, our talents, our time. Lord, we just thank you for blessing us with so much. And Lord, I pray that we will be good stewards of all of that, no matter how much we have, that we will use that to make an impact in your kingdom. And we thank you for allowing us to participate with you in your mission. In Jesus' name we ask him. Amen. All right. Well, we are going to be talking about remembering today. And there's some, you know, there's different ways that we remember things. And it's very important that we do that. Um, sometimes it's just events that we remember. You know, people remember where they were when JFK was shot. For example, I, I don't really remember that. But, uh, but those, are, those are those types of events. I can remember where I was on 9-11. Um, you know, and those are very serious events. I do want to say, and I may be wrong here, and I'm only going to do this because Kevin is probably the best drummer I've ever been around, by the way. But today, and I'm going to remember this, and I'm right, aren't I? Yep, all right. So he, he does a whole lot up here that I don't even know about. And, uh, and I can't even tell. Like, I could never tell if he actually messed up, right? I just know he's really good. But today, on that first song, you change a setting... And one of the uh, pads becomes, makes a weird sound, or something, right? right? Okay, uh, it's pretty accurate, very technically accurate. And, uh, and, uh, and so it was so funny because we transitioned into the second song, and I heard one hit of, and I was like, ah, he messed up. <laughs> he did not, and then I saw him over here changing it back. <laughs> And, and the reason I say that is because he never messes up, and I could never be able to, to, to catch it, but I actually did. And so I'm going to remember this day forever. Yes. So. <laughs> that, that's, that's true. It probably wasn't technically even a mess up. So, but I'm, I'm going to remember it as one. So, but it, isn't it funny how memories work, right? And, uh, and they, they really do make an impact on us. Um, and, and we do lots of different things. And there's things that we do that encourage us to remember. You know, some things that, that I think about and that uh, I've experienced. Uh, whenever I was a, a kid, um, I, I'm the oldest of four. And I can remember my mom had me write down these uh, verses about Thanksgiving. They were all um, for Thanksgiving. 
and I wrote down a verse for everybody in the family. And, uh, and man, my handwriting was horrible and stuff. And, and my mom kept everything. And by the way, now she's like giving it back to us. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> so, <laughs> but, uh, so, but these little cards, uh, they, they were all our family. And what we started to do is before th- our Thanksgiving meal, uh, we, everybody reads their card and reads the verse. It kind of becomes our Thanksgiving prayer. And so it's expanded. Whoever came to Thanksgiving at our house, we would, my mom would put another verse down, right? And so it became a, a really cool thing, and we still do it. Well, now it's, all of a sudden it's really interesting because it's become a, a, a time of remembrance, too, because all of a sudden now you have grandparents who are no longer there, and you have an uncle who is no longer there. And we still read their card. And it's, and it's, it's a cool memory, right? And you remember uh, that person, but yet you're giving thanks, right? There's a purpose behind the memory. And that's, that's very important here. And we're going to continue to talk about that. Another experience that I had uh, connecting with Memorial Day, um, uh, Molly and I had the opportunity to go to Washington, D.C. This has been uh, now years ago, 10 years ago. That's crazy. Just yesterday, that's right. So we, uh, that, that was before we were in our 40s. And, uh, and so we were going, and there's all kinds of things that help you remember, right? And uh, I don't know, have any of you been to Arlington Cemetery? Has anyone been there? Uh, if you have a, have a chance to go, I mean, of course, Washington, D.C. is cool. If you just, just step back from the political garbage that goes on now, that's really frustrating. But just... I mean, you get a sense of, of why we are who we are as a country, and it's really, it's really fascinating. But uh, going into Arlington Seminary, C- Cemetery, you, uh, you, you just walk in, and, and there's just a different feeling about it. You know, I mean, cause of course you can see the, the white tombstones that are just covering, and, and that in itself is, is quite incredible. But there's just that feeling, and, and uh, we had the opportunity to go and watch uh, at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. And where they have a, 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 they basically are paying reverence and homage to that every 30 minutes or whatever it is. And they come out and they march and the, it's perfect. And they don't, they don't miss that. I mean, I don't know if you remember seeing uh, pictures. Um, I, I think it was maybe Hurricane Sandy or something like that. And here this guy is in rain gear, wind blowing 60 miles an hour. And here he is marching in time. In front of the, you know just those things and and if you if you look at it rationally it's like ah that doesn't matter you could miss one <laughs> right and I think everyone in the country would acknowledge oh, you know what that it'd be fine to to miss one walk by but no there's something powerful about that memory right and it is encouraging people hey this is something that's important and we need to remember this there's a purpose why we need to remember this and with that it's because you know what we're you're not free to do what you want just by accident. People actually did give up their lives for that, and it is important to remember that. And, you know, and, and so memories are important, but we also have to be careful with them, right? Because they can, they can lead us to a dark place as well. Um, one of the things, and Molly mentioned it, we uh, went, went up to central still Texas, west central Texas, but if you haven't been to ranches in that area, it's, it's very different, right? There is grass, technically, 
Um, but it's, it's kind of a light green. Uh, <laughs> um, and and it's, it's just very different. But, uh, but this little area that they have carved out, it's kind of a prayer walk area. And they, they started it. Their daughter passed away from cancer about 10 years ago. And they just found this place. And, and it starts with just this huge boulder that, that is there. And it's just kind of, it's out of place. But it's just this big old boulder. It has kind of the permanent moss on it, you know, and, and uh, kind of an interesting thing. And that's kind of the start. And they just have some different uh, verses and things like that. And, uh, and so if you want to show the, the picture this was the, the area that they just finished, and you can't read it. I'm going to read it a little bit, but that says Christy uh, Lynn Clark over, over there, and this was her favorite verse. And it was interesting because as you're, as you're walking on this, we know what's coming, right? And we know this is kind of the last, you know, the, the most recent um, edition, and so we know it's going to be at the end of the prayer walk. And you just, you know how you get all those emotions, right? And you're just like, oh. You know, maybe we just turn around and go back the other way. Because part of you is like, this is a great idea. But then part of you is like, oh, I just don't even want to, to think about it. But we should, right? And so and what, well, whenever I talk about having those memories with a purpose, um, this is what I'm talking about. This verse right here is 1 Peter uh, chapter 5, verse 10. I was going to read it. It says, and the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, sorry, <laughs> will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. You know, and, and all of a sudden you realize, okay, all this stuff that has gone on and all those emotions that obviously will continue to bubble up, right? Um, and, and you can say, uh, why do we even put ourselves through that? It's silly to put ourselves through that. Well, we put ourselves through that because it helps me to remember that God is still God and that God took care of her as she battled cancer and that God took care of her as she passed away from cancer and that God has given her a new life and he's going to give us new life as well. So it becomes something that obviously is going to be sad and is going to bring those emotions. But yet, if we treat it correctly, it can also be something that encourages us and that strengthens us. And I think that is the powerful thing about memorials, about remembrance. Now, if you all of a sudden were going to this place every week, 10 years down the road, that becomes unhealthy, right? Because no longer is it, is, is it encouraging you to move on, it's holding you back in a dark place. So there's, there's those, those lines, and we need to understand them. But sometimes I think, I think we kind of dismiss the importance of memorials, of remembrance things. Um, we dismiss them because we're like, no, we just need to move on. Well, yes, but we also need to allow them to encourage us and to strengthen us. You know, and, and because one of the things that easily happens, because we are all human, and this is part of human nature, is that we start taking things for granted, right? That's part of who we are. And, you know, we, we shouldn't beat ourselves up about that, because I, it's okay. We, just, we get into life, and life starts happening, and you start dealing with life, and all of a sudden, you, you start taking things for granted. That's why we have Memorial Day and Veterans Day, right? Is because we need to remember 
that, hey, what we have in this country didn't just magically appear. No, there was something that actually happened. Now, you know, I've heard people that kind of discount days like this and say, well, shouldn't we be thankful for those people who died every day? Yes. But you know what? It's important to have a specific time. It's kind of like a birthday, right? I'm, I'm happy that my kids are alive nearly every day of the year. <laughs> but yet we still celebrate their birthday, right? Because there's that one day... <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for that one. <laughs> we still take that time to celebrate. It's important, right? It's the same way with Christmas and Easter. Shouldn't we be happy every day that Jesus entered into the world and died on the cross? Yes. But you know, it's also important to have that one time where we are very specific and we remember because it encourages us. Because we have to know that one thing that happens is that we will start taking things for granted. And we have to also know that we've got to be very careful because we will let our emotions start to drive us. And, and remembering things with a purpose can be a huge help for us whenever we start facing the difficulties of life. And the difficulties of life are either here or they're coming. Right? That, that, that's the only, only place that you're ever going to be for the rest of your life, not to be too Debbie Downer here, but the difficult times are you're either going through them or you're going to be going through them, right? You may be in the in-between times. And the, the thing is, is you, that doesn't mean that you're not going to have joy and a wonderful life, but it's going to be mixed in with difficult times because that's what we live in. That's why it's important for us to remember what is important, to remember what gives us strength. We're going to be starting, and I was planning on starting this anyway, um, uh, starting a, a series kind of going through the book of Hebrews. Um, I actually realized I've never preached through the book of Hebrews. And as I started kind of looking at it, I realized why, because there's a lot of people that question a lot of things about Hebrews, and it's not an easy book. Um, but, but I think the, this idea of the importance of remembering um, is, is a great place to start by in, in, in introducing the book of Hebrews. And so I want to kind of set the stage for the book of Hebrews. There's a lot of, a lot of uh, um, criticism and a lot of debate on who wrote it, where, who it was written to, all those things. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know exactly where it's coming from. But basically, we think that it was written to a group uh, of, of Christians in the Rome area. Um, probably about 30 years after uh, the crucifixion, probably 30, uh, 25 to 30 years or so after the founding of the Roman church. Um, and, and this is probably before Nero. Nero was a crazy guy, right, and killed a lot of Christians, and so it was heavy persecution. It's a little bit before that time, but things are starting to get bad. This is one of the possibilities. But so I want, I want to, you to put yourself in this place and imagine being kind of a, a, a young 20-something uh, individual there in Rome. You're part of a, a house church. You grew up, um, your, your dad was very involved in the synagogue, um, had, you know, generations before had left. Uh, Israel and had ended up in the, the Roman area and so was uh, very much Jewish, was part of the synagogue. You grew up that way and then 
through that experience, you met this group of people who started calling themselves Christians, but yet they were right there worshiping with you in the synagogue, right? Because there were all these connections. But then you just started to, to realize, you know, I think, I think this Jesus guy really is the Messiah. And so you, you became one. And, and as time went on, the tension between you as Christians and the Jews became higher and higher. And then all of a sudden, your dad, whenever you become a Christian, says, well, if you're going to do that, you need to get out. I don't have any place for you. And so you lose your family, right? But you still have connection with your new church, your new home house church. But things keep going. And now things are starting to to happen. You're starting to hear stories from some other areas uh, of Christians that are being persecuted, that are not being allowed to meet together anymore. And now you're starting to feel it. It's not bad. No one's lost their life yet. But now you go and you kind of get mocked whenever you go and buy food in the market. Or um, there are some people who won't even sell you anything because you're a Christian. And the tensions are just rising. And you find yourself sitting in your room really frustrated one day. And you start thinking, okay, since I made this decision. And when I made that decision, I was so excited. I was so excited about this Jesus guy. Right? And whenever I made that decision, I felt so much joy and hope, and I was so happy and, and fulfilled. And then you start thinking, but, but what, am I, what, am I, what do I have for that today? I have no family anymore. They won't talk to me. No longer can I go to the synagogue and celebrate the festivals and things like that that, it, that I used to as a kid because they don't want us around anymore. Here I am. I don't have a whole lot of money and now, even those who, are, uh, who have always been anti-religion, now they're starting to pressure me. And now you're starting to hear stories of people being persecuted. Is, is this what it was all about? I thought, I thought Jesus said something about having joy and having it fully. You know, what's happening? So you decide to put all that uh, to the side and actually go and gather with your home group even though that can be really hard. Isn't it interesting? Sometimes when we get to a really low place, the last place we want to do is go to the place that may encourage us, <laughs> right? Because we're just like, I just, I, I'm just so frustrated, right? But you end up going to the home church and a guy gets up and he's so excited. He says, I've got a letter. I've got a letter for us. And you know what? I think, I think it speaks to what so many of us are going through. It's going to remind us of the truth of who God is. It's going to remind us of why we first came to faith in the first place. And so he starts with Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as, as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. 
I want to just look just briefly at this passage. See, one of the things that's important about memories is that we don't allow our emotion to be the driving factor behind them. We need to allow truth to be the driving factor. What truth does that memory push us to? What is it what does it help us to remember? For someone that was reading this letter to Hebrews, this starts off with a very basic and simple truth. There in verse 3, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things. See, most of these people would have had a connection with some sort of Jewish experience. They may have been Gentile, but a lot, there are a lot of Gentiles who were worshiping in synagogues and then became Christians. So there clearly was a, a connection. But the Jews weren't being persecuted by the Romans at this time. But the Christians were starting to be. Well, what's the big difference? Who Jesus is, right? And so you know that they kind of be start thinking, well, you know, is, is Jesus really who he said he was? You know, was he really God, you know, because I'm seeing what the the Jews around me are going through, and it's nothing like what I'm going through, and it's simply because of what I believe about Jesus. And so the writer of Hebrews starts off, and he says, you know, throughout history, God has been giving glimpses of himself. But now, through Christ, he gives his exact representation and the word there is, is, is kind of the word for character. Um, it actually, what they probably would have been thinking, Caesar uh, had started uh, printing gold coins, right? And that, that imprint was a perfect representation of Caesar, right? So imagine before that, before there was that perfect imprint, people could hear about Caesar. They could maybe have some sketches of who Caesar was, But Caesar was exerting his power and his authority by saying, this represents me. This is exactly who I am. And so that same word is used there for for Jesus, that Jesus is God's exact representation. So all those things that we've, we've heard about God and that we've believed about God in the past, that prophets have talked about God, you know, how we've, we've heard all of these things, all that's really good. And all of that's very valid. But man, God took it up a notch whenever he sent Jesus. Jesus is his exact representation. It says the radiance of God's glory, his exact representation. And that, uh, that representation, what does it do? It sustains all things. That is an important truth for us to remember. That we have a God who doesn't just teach us how to handle difficult times. He didn't just send prophets to tell us how to handle life when it starts crumbling around us. He doesn't just rely on preachers to talk about how you make it through a difficult time. He sent his exact representation into the world to deal with difficult times and to show us how to live through them and to remind us that I am going to sustain you 
through it all. I'm not going to just tell you I'm going to sustain you. I'm going to show you how I'm going to sustain you. And, you know, and it doesn't mean that life is always going to work out well because it didn't work out really well for the exact representation of God in a human, earthly point of view, right? He ended up on a cross. But yet, he promises us that, hey, I know what you're going through. I was unfairly treated. I experienced injustice. I was put on a cross unfairly. I know that you may be experiencing some of the same things and being very discouraged, but you need to hold on to the truth. Don't allow your emotions to be what gives you the strength because your emotions are going to change. I promise you, if you're that young guy back uh, in 60 or so A.D., your emotion when you accepted Christ was one of hope and of joy and of excitement. And then a few years later, your emotion is, what did I get myself into? I don't want to go through this. Where is all this going? And if the only, if the only reason you made that decision was because of the emotion you felt, man, you're going to run. But are you tying that to what the truth is? And the truth is that Jesus Christ is the exact representation of God. And there is no one else better to help us through our discouraging times because he knows exactly what it means. He experienced it. So when you start struggling, I encourage you to remember, find ways to remember the truth about who God is. The truth that he sent himself, his exact representation into this world with the purpose of sustaining all things. And guess what? Sustaining all things includes you. He wants to sustain you, to give you the strength to make it through each day. Right? May not be easy, but he promises us his presence. He's not just telling us about it. He lived it to show us how to live. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear God, I thank you for just being a God who entered into the mess. You entered into this world to show us how to live, to remind us of how much you love us. Lord, and I just pray that we will never allow ourselves to become unfocused on the truth of who you are and what you have done for us. And that we will allow you to encourage us to strengthen us, to help us through each and every day. Lord, I thank you that you're such a wonderful God. And Lord, I just pray that you will fill us with your encouragement today. In Jesus' name we ask you. Amen. Thank you for listening to Journey Elgin. Come check us out. We're located at 1221 North Avenue C, Elgin, Texas 78621. You can contact us at www.journeyelgin.org or call us at 512-661-8411. That's 